everybody. Welcome back to the Tipsy Ghosts. We're your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey, guys. <laughs> Hi. So before we get into our story, it is spooky season, y'all. Woo. Happy birthday to spooky you. Spooky season. Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. Happy <laughs> birthday <laughs> to <laughs> Lindsay and spooky season. Oh, I didn't know who we were saying happy birthday to. Happy birthday to you. you. Okay. What is your favorite spooky season activity? Go. Pumpkin patch. Ooh, is that, does that count as? Ooh, that's yeah. not spooky, but that's like more fall. Like spooky season slash fall. But I love, I love going to the haunted houses, but trying to find people to go with me is kind of hard. Like the jump scare haunted houses? I love them. I would I love it. to no, go. Would you really? Not. You would hate it? I've been. I hate it. Why? Because I don't like the jump scare part. No. Oh, now you have to go. I haven't been since, so I will say I haven't been to like a haunted house, like jump scare part since college. It's been a while. Have you been to the West Bottoms? I went to the Beast and the Edge of Hell when I was in high school, which are still down there. And then I went to one in Springfield when I was in college and... They had a giant snake in a box, and they blew it's hot a snake air in a box. <laughs> snake in a box. You see yeah. it, and I'm like thinking, okay, the snake can't hurt me. It's in a box. And then they do like a huge like snake hissing sound overhead, yeah. and they blow hot air at your ankles. <laughs> and I screamed <laughs> so loud for ice cream <laughs> <laughs> because snakes are my number one fear. And they got oh, me no. like people wielding snakes a chainsaw. Are? Yes. Noted. People wielding a chainsaw, like, that's not going to scare me. Because I know they're an actor and it doesn't scare me. Until they're not and you're cutting hair. <laughs> that's just it. They walk amongst us. <laughs> Leather face, is that you? That's what they well, want you know. to think. Mm-hmm. But that snake at that haunted scenario. house, they got me good. And I have not gone back to a haunted house since. Have you ever seen baby snakes, though? Boyson, I cannot even see a snake on TV without having a nightmare and freaking out. I don't what think about- I knew this about you. No. They are my number one fear. So you feel like snakes, how I feel about bats. I cannot even see one on TV, on the internet, nothing. Nope. Can't touch one, can't see one, nothing. Yes. <laughs> now we know what your... Um, okay, so this is a you're fun familiar. fact. That's what I was trying to say. That's your familiar now, What is, is you guys' biggest fear then? Because snakes are my biggest fear. Uh, okay. Biggest? Been, biggest I'm, ever? I've been asked two questions. I need to know which one to <laughs> answer. All right. What is spooky your favorite season spooky stuff. season activity? Sorry. S- sitting in the dark. <laughs> what <laughs> just by yourself i mean sometimes or watching movies you're okay. telling me you so come down to the bottom movies. of these stairs and like sit in a chair by yourself in the dark for no reason sometimes yeah i've got a recliner and it rocks do you watch you scary rock movies? in the dark by yourself <laughs> yeah what is no, wrong with you we are concerned about your mental health no phone on no nothing i mean sometimes it's nice and quiet what in the fuck <laughs> I swear to God, if I walked down here and you were just rocking. <laughs> My heating pad's down here. It's like something from a horror movie. We Thank come downstairs you. and you are rocking in the dark and you just go. There's no glow from the phone. Hey She's just like. <laughs> I've got a trigger point. I'm just heating my muscle. Yeah, but most people will be like watching TV or like on their phone. You're just down here chilling. Rocking in the dark. Yeah. She rocks the you dark. You are Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you. <laughs> That's a compliment. Um, my favorite spooky season activity, since nobody asked me, watching scary movies while eating all the pumpkin stuff. Okay, but what's your favorite scary movie? 
Ooh, I don't know if I have a favorite. I love all the horror movies, like all the classics. I love. I feel them. like you have to watch Harry Potter in the beginning of Spooky Season. It's just like initiation you to do. Spooky Season. You it's also happening. have to watch it during um, Christmas season. Oh, okay, yeah, just keeps going I on mean, repeat. <laughs> Harry Potter is great for every season it really of is. life and um, uh, Valentine season. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, it's a love story. I watch like I watch all the classics during um, Spooky Season. Even like horror movies that I've seen before. I watch them all again. I know you don't like um, the Saw. I do like Saw. Not I just, the Saw, but Saw. <laughs> I like Saw like the original. I just got tired of how many there were. There were so many. You had mentioned that it kind of feel makes you feel icky, though. Do you like gory movies? I can do gory. Saw 3 is the one that made me like too. There's probably a scene, I'm sure. That you it was too much ick. And I know exactly what scene it was. But yeah, I saw it in the theaters when I was in high school. And it was, it was too much. So watching scary movies and yeah. also eating all things pumpkin. That is my Ooh. favorite spooky season. I love that. Okay. What is the thing you're most scared of? Ever. This Not, has to do with like spooky season. or... Like anything in life. Yeah. Like something tangible. Like let's not get too existential okay. here. That's what I mean. Like, I mean, the ocean freaks me out. I don't want to sink underwater. Sharks. Sharks. Okay. Like to the point where you won't go in the water or... No. <laughs> just just <laughs> Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> no elaboration there just I'll no. go there but I don't want to think about them <laughs> like will you go swim in the ocean yeah okay like you probably won't go like deep sea fishing oh yeah I'd do that okay so what about sharks scare you because like I won't Their even teeth. go into a reptile house what about like paranormal stuff was there something that's so scary in your mind no she's been touched she's had her hair pulled I feel like Boydson is not scared by anything paranormal what scares you the most bats bats yeah. I hate bats. Okay. Mm-hmm. You guys want to hear about a scary place? Oh, yeah. So this is called uh, the most one of the most dangerous and haunted roads in the world. Haunted road. Take me home to the place where I belong. <laughs> we'll end it there. We're going to England, not West Virginia, though. Okay. Oh. Um, this is the name of a road in South Yorkshire, England, and it is called Stocksbridge Bypass. Yorkshire, England. <laughs> I think you're going to make fun of how that. I say it. I know they don't say it like that. They say Yorkshire. but my- Yorkshire, England. <laughs> we just took a shot, and I'm going to say Yorkshire. It's Yorkshire. Ooh. I know. All right. So Stocksbridge Bypass is located to the north of Sheffield in the northern part of the country, and it is about 9.97 kilometers long, 6.2 miles. Thank you. And it opened in May of 1988. So the bypass was built as a way to reduce traffic congestion in Sheffield, and it would cut through farmland to link. This means nothing to us, but it links the M1 with the A629 Woodhead route. That sounds important to them. Yeah. That needed to be linked. There was a lot of traffic in the city, so they were trying to create like a way to get around the city. I was wondering, you know, it took me way too long to get to work over there. So I was hoping (laughs) for a link up. You just take the M1 to the A26. We should get on the way. A1. You take it to the (laughs) And then you get on the Stocksbridge Bypass. You take it all the way up. You take it 6.2 miles down. (laughs) All right. So it would take traffic away from Manchester Road. In Yorkshire? In Yorkshire. Yorkshire. The road cut through the center of Stocksbridge, and it was a major engineering project because they had to carve through rock as well as the farmland. I mean, 
That's what we do for our roads. I mean, how else do you build a road? You carve through rocks, mountains, hills, whatever you got to do. Doesn't seem Maybe so they special. go over all the things normally in England. <laughs> so the road... England- Englanders help us out. What do you do with your roads? <laughs> what do you do with your roads? Are they just there? <laughs> do you go over? Or under? Or through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. It has been labeled as a black spot, quote unquote, and nicknamed Killer Road. Oh, no. More than 25 people have died on this bypass. It is a single lane road. Well, that is treacherous. That's where they get you. And it is not lit. Oh, gosh. They're just asking for trouble. <laughs> it is dim. It has, like, Dimly I mean, like, lit. there's no street lights on it. It is dark. <laughs> it is not dim. There is no light. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving Ozark in the middle of the night. Yes. Okay. And it has caused many deaths due to poor driving speeding and the overall design of the road well and they drive on the opposite side of the road so that's confusing (laughs) and they said (laughs) they have like a passing lane or they just go over so there's of course (laughs) several head-on collisions with a dark not lit road sure so the first death occurred within months of opening the bypass and many blamed it um because it was constructed as a two-lane highway, it was originally supposed to be a four-lane highway, but then budget cuts and all that stuff. Budget cuts lead to lane closures? <laughs> well, like... We're going to have to take it down. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> the people. There, there wasn't one. enough money to make it into a four-lane highway. That's which, what I mean. The people making the budget cuts, they're like, meh. By the way, in England, they call it a carriageway. That is precious. Isn't that adorable? Yep. So those are tight turns with a carriage, I feel like. I like carriageway versus highway. The horses will fall over. That's what I can't see each other. Listen, England, we still think you're stuck in the 1800s. You're still using horse and buggies, right? (laughs) Do you know what a car is? (laughs) It's a carriage road, so it's a horse and carriage. It's a carriageway. It was only for fancies. Fancies. All the fancies. So I say 25 deaths, but there have been obviously way more accidents than that. Eventually, they installed safety cameras, um, which... How are cameras going to keep Listen. you safe? <laughs> this is actually very... So slow down, slow down. <laughs> this is very cool technology, if you will listen to how I explain it, okay? Okay. All right, so they track the average speed of a vehicle. So there are two cameras installed, okay. and it was a pretty rare thing to have at the time, but it has actually cut back on accidents and fatalities. So it's a digital speed camera system, and it's called Specs, and it calculates the average speed of a vehicle over the distance traveled between two cameras using their automatic number plate recognition technology. So after it was installed, the amount of speeding dropped from 45% to 4% and only 1% died. Okay. That makes sense. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool technology. So, I mean, listen, from 45% to 4%. It's a little late. Notification. It'd be nice to know beforehand. Right. But people knew these cameras were installed. So even that was a deterrent for them to not speed because they're like, look, if I speed, I'm going to get caught. Got it. I get it. Also, there were no lights on this section of road, which is why it was originally called the Black Spot. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. So let's get into some of the lore and the hauntedness behind this road, because this road is haunted. You don't say. I do say. So during construction, two security guards were on the site um, overnight, and their names were David Goldthorpe and Stephen Brooks. And they reported one night that they saw a group of children playing on the site, holding hands, and dancing and singing. What? In the middle of the night. That is weird. <laughs> and, this, and creepy. <laughs> this was on one of the roads near it, which was called P. Royd Lane. Because this is before the road existed. 
Right. This was in 1987 when they were building the road. And so they were security to make sure, like, nobody's stealing all this fancy equipment they have to build the road. So they, like, just are on site overnight. Maybe there were kids that lived nearby and died. But this area was banned from public access. Nobody should be on this road or this stretch of area during construction. So, of course, they go to investigate. They're like, what are these kids doing here? And when they arrived close enough to the kids, the children just disappeared into thin air. They got out of their car. They investigated. There was no footprints in the mud, nothing like that. So there was no trace of them found. So they were freaked out. And so they got back in their cars. They started driving. And they saw on the bridge near P. Royd Lane a hooded figure dressed like a monk. Oh, so they shine. They shine their lights on this guy. It's a headless trying, horseman with a hood, trying to figure out who he what would is. That look like if he can't go over your head, it's flat. The lights seemed to pass through him, and when they moved closer, they noticed that he had no head. <gasps> Thank you for ruining my story. <laughs> I ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> they noticed he had no head, and he disappeared as well into thin air. His arms were cut off. His legs were cut off. <laughs> his legs his were head there. was cut off. His oh, legs sorry. were there. All right. So back Just it up. Just his head. Just his head. Sorry that happened. It's okay. He's okay. Sorry, he's, he's not okay. I don't think he sounds okay. <laughs> he's not okay. And he's they're fine not okay. now. Yeah. The security guards are not okay. So they call their manager. It's 430 in the morning. And they're like, you need to come down here right away. This and guy doesn't have a head. <laughs> we are freaking out, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he comes down. He finds them. Like in shock, they're pale, they're shaking. He said one of them was crying. Oh my. And he described them both as tough men. Like they were rugby players, they were weightlifters, they had been security guards on night shift for years. Like not normal for them to be this freaked out and crying. So they go to the police station in the morning and they give their statement to the police. And the police jokingly were like, this sounds like more of a case for, you know, go to the church, go see a priest. Not our jurisdiction. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I mean, there's nothing legal yeah. here. Go see a priest. And so, like, jokingly. So, these two security guards took them seriously and actually went to a local church and talked to a priest there. And the priest ended up calling the police and was like, listen, these guys will not leave my church. They're so freaked out. You need to investigate this. So, the police did. So, we are going to the policemen Dick Ellis and Constable John Beat. Dick and Beat. beat. <laughs> it's it's Team Dick Beat. <laughs> team Beat Dick. Oh, you guys are terrible. And it's true. It is true. <laughs> How did you not notice that? I didn't. Because Beat is spelled like the vegetable Beat. Oh. Oh. oh we are worse. <laughs> um, Yo, so Beat Dick. <laughs> dick Beat a few nights later these two police officers go to the scene and they're like look we're just gonna hang out for a little bit see if there's anything going on if someone's playing a prank on these security guards so they are sitting in their patrol car and they are (laughs) sorry their what patrol car (laughs) their patrol car so they are sitting in their patrol car and they are (laughs) so funny i said that right it didn't feel right what did I say wrong? They were sitting in their patrol car. That sounds right. Okay, what did I say? Patrol car. Patrol car. <laughs> Maybe it's just my inflection. It's yeah. like, I'm not like mispronouncing. Okay. <laughs> so they're sitting in their car on uh-huh. P. Royd Bridge. What kind of car? It's a patrol car. 
You butthead. <laughs> it's a patrol car. <laughs> it's a petrol car. Um, so they're sitting in their car on Peroid Bridge, which is near the site where the children were spotted. And they saw a strange shadow on some construction equipment that was left there. And they're like, that's weird. So one of them gets out and he was like, okay, I'm going to go investigate. And they were able to debunk it. They said it was some kind of, I forget what, but something that was hanging down had brushed against it. It was creating a shadow. So he comes back and gets in the car. And this is all quoted. So I'm going to say quote. And this is their testimony of what happened. It was a nice night and I put my window down. Suddenly, I had a peculiar feeling, not like I'd ever had before, because we have been working nights for a long time, just as if someone had walked over my grave, because I just froze. So, then he said, quote, What was so odd was I went cold without knowing what was the matter. Then a few seconds after I had another feeling that someone was standing at the side of me, and I turned my head slowly and could see that there was something stood by the side of the car. But as I turned quickly around, there was nothing there. And at that very moment, John, beat, as you guys know him, Mm -hmm. let out such a scream and hit me with his arm. And I looked around and could see there was somebody stood there next to the car. End quote. So what's happening is he looked out his side of the window and he saw, he described it as a torso, like from the neck just to the waist. That's all he could see. Which if you think about someone standing like next, right up next to the car window, that's probably all you would see is like the torso. And so when he looked and saw it. You might see a very tall person. You might. When he looked and saw it, he like, that's when his partner hit his arm and he looked over and the same torso was like at his friend's side of the window. So it moved like instantly. Ooh. Creepy. So Beat said, quote, it virtually went from my side of the car to Dick's side in an instant. As Dick was looking out of his window. <laughs> Guys, this is his real name. Quick from Dick to beat. <laughs> As Dick was looking out of his window, I was just gazing up onto the bank and I just turned to Dick and shouted and there was this chap just stood there next to the car. It was really weird. To me, from what I saw of him, it sort of connected to the 1820s, that sort of era. I just looked at its face, which I presumed was that of a man, and it was just literally staring at me. I only saw the face for a split second. It looked as if he had some kind of cravat on and a waistcoat. It looked like something out of Dickens' time, but as I looked around and tried to focus, it was gone. So they see this figure. It's like very quickly, and they tried to drive away because they're freaked out, but the car would not start. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's not great. Eventually, after a few times, it did start, but it sounded as if their car was being beat from the outside. They described it like someone took a baseball bat and was banging the trunk of the car from the outside of the car. Wow. So they drive away a little bit and then they get out to inspect the car and there was no damage to the car. There was no sign of anybody around. So, of course, they leave. They're shaking up. They write about it in their official police report and it gets to the media and to the news. In the police report, it is described, quote, as an inexplicable phenomena. One of the few times that police uh, talked about paranormal experience in their police reports. Wow. So the two guards, the two security guards, the original security guards, they refused to go back to that site ever, like even in the daylight, and they left their their jobs shortly after this. Their manager, who found them at 430 in the morning distraught, said, quote, policemen and security guards are very unimaginative people. (laughs) So when something like this happens, it makes you scratch your head. They're saying, we believe them no matter what. 
Right. Yeah. So the news ran the story on the front page on September 21st of 1987 with the title, quote, Ghost Sightings on New Road. <laughs> Michael Aspel's uh, Strange But True documentary was the first time that the story was told on a national level on TV in 1994. The episode interviewed the police officers, but also interviews two runners who reported seeing a man walking along the road at the same time. They smelled a dusty, rotten smell like an antique shop. Sarah's favorite smell. That's what I I was just thinking. I hate that smell so much. I thought that was so specific, and I thought of you instantly. Um, When they looked again, because they saw something on the corner of the eye, when they looked, the man that they saw was not walking on the road, but looked like he was a foot below it. So they said they could see from his knees up. Oh, that's creepy. Another couple reported seeing a man without a face hovering above the road in broad daylight before he disappeared into their car. I don't know. Into the car? Into the car. The children that have been reported to be seen are normally dancing and singing by the side of the road, joining hands in a circle, like being around the rosy style. That's what they're doing. They're swaying Mm, and holding hands. Sure. Mm, Creepy. I hate it. Yeah. So do you guys want to know when the road actually opened? Yes, please. May May 13th, 1988. Oh, I was close. It was a Friday the 13th. Yeah. Okay. Um, People driving on this road, even to this day, report feeling a presence in their car while traveling down the road and just a general feeling of unease. Another story comes from a Sheffield psychic, Lucinda June. So she heard all these stories and was like, look, I'm a psychic. I'm going to go drive down this road and see what I can find out. Very slowly. Very slowly. So she drove it at night and she said that she became very cold. Her car became very cold. And at one point she smelled, quote, musty books. Oh, that's one of my favorite smells. Okay. Are musty books different than musty antique shop? Uh, They're pretty similar. I hate that smell. I love that smell. I like new books, but not musty books. I like both. That's what she smelled in her car all of a sudden. That is awful. She also reported that a darkness, like a dark figure, appeared to her left, and she instantly felt frightened and terrified. She reports, quote, I did pick up the spirit of a monk that had been there 500 years previously. Well, he smells old. <laughs> He's 500 he years old. musty. <laughs> He's a musty monk. <laughs> it makes He's sense. A slithering snake. <laughs> <laughs> checks out some musty monk okay um another story is of tiny figures dancing in the moonlight which is associated with some fairy lore in the british isles oh yeah the fairies are tiny i have to report this even though i'm rolling my eyes at the fairies here so hills and pathways and special trees are treated with respect there and are not to be disturbed to the point that some roads are even built or rerouted to avoid any hills and the lore that is You know, if you build upon their pathways, you're going to be cursed or jinxed or whatever. So is it possible that the building of this road, which cut into rock, into all of these hills and farmland, disturbed a fairy path? Yes. Yes, it did. I think so. The fae. The fae are mad. They're pissed. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of that comes into play because people report seeing children dancing and singing, and they think that that might be fairies. Hmm. So finding the truth behind these hauntings has been difficult. There are stories of a monk that has been forced out from an abbey and buried in unhallowed ground, but there isn't any records of any monasteries or abbeys that are close to this area. 
As for the dancing children, people believe they might be part of the Fae, but also that they are victims of a mining accident, but there's no record of that happening close to this area either. Some believe that the construction that was built disturbed a graveyard, and these are the spirits that are upset. But people do all agree that something unexplained is happening on this road. What it is and why is unclear. But more than 18,000 vehicles travel on this road daily, and stories continue to pour in of haunted happenings on this road. Ooh. I will say that uh, two articles that I read that were very helpful were from Dr. David Clark, who wrote about road ghosts, a haunted highway, and Dan Hayes, the most haunted road in Britain and me. You know, I don't think road ghosts get enough cred. No, can you imagine driving, what I say, six miles? Six miles down this road that is unlit at night. Well, just in general, I mean, like, think of all the people that have died in car accidents, etc. Yeah. Yeah. They don't get enough road cred. What do you guys think about this haunted road? I would love to go. There is another haunted road here in the States that's a little more easily accessible to us. So maybe we should go check that out. Are you talking about Zombie Road? Yes. Yes, I want to see it. That's by St. Louis, right? St. Louis, yeah. So when we go there to Limp, which is on our to-do list. It kind of reminded me of um, Goatman's Bridge a little bit, just because yeah. there's a lot of lore behind it. And Gosh, it would be really hard to like even just go to that bridge. and You couldn't stop. You'd have to keep going. Right. You're, you're going to get hit. Otherwise, it sounds like. Oh, yeah. We're going to Britain. Just Thanks, to Br- drive Thanks, down a Brit- road. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> Thanks, Brittany. <laughs> Thanks, Brittany. We're going to drive down your road. It's Brittany, bitch. Petition to rename the road. <laughs> Driving down. It's pretty Bitch Road. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in this week to our Smorgasbord episode. You can always find us at thetipsyghosts.com with our socials linked from there or send us an email at thetipsyghost at gmail.com. Please give us a five-star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it, and it really does help. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We will catch you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.